Hi, and welcome to We Can Be Real. I started this podcast because nothing makes me happier than connecting with people that I know and love and getting to share experiences and insights with people that I'm meeting here for the very first time. I'll share my own stories and invite guests to join me in conversations that will hopefully make us laugh, make us feel seen and understood, and will come away with more knowledge and information that can help us in one way or another. Here we go. Hi, and welcome to We Can Be Real. I've been thinking about what I wanted to do on my next episode, and I thought that in continuation of episodes one, two, and three about my issue with binge eating and getting over that problem, I thought that the next most important thing for me to share would be how exercise has been such an important part of my recovery, not only with my eating disorder, but with self-esteem and just general feeling stronger community and, and what it's given to me over the years. Initially, I, I forced the exercise piece, and now it's so part of my DNA that I wouldn't want to imagine what my life would be without it, even when I've had injuries through you know, a broken collarbone or surgeries that I've had. I've always found that even during that time that I was, you know, out and I couldn't do the exercise, I would find a body part that I could exercise. So if my, when my shoulder was broken, I broke my collarbone, I at least was able to take a walk and, you know, finding some way to have movement. And even if I had had a surgery, I found a way that I could move my arms or I could do something just to move and connect to my body in that way. It's been really very crucial for me. When I think about how exercise and movement as a child, most of us as children were very playful. I used to run around you know, in my neighborhood. We used to call it town chase. It was like hide and seek, but in our neighborhood. And I was running around doing that. It was kickball and baseball and soccer and all of those things that I did as a child. And, and most of us do certainly in gym class. And then life happens. For me, I think it was the hormones. And I started liking boys more than I focused on the physical part of my life. And I really lost touch with that. I have friends now that I'm so envious of that they didn't do that. They stayed with the tennis and they stayed with other activities. I, I always stayed with skiing, but that was seasonal. But I have friends that I, it's so wonderful because they can get out there now and they're really, they never lost touch with that. I did. And with my children, I was very important that I had them do something. It was always in our house. You either had to do a sport or you had to get a job in high school. In my family, it was not that way. And I was allowed to be sort of lethargic and there were no requirements. It didn't, I didn't have to get a job nor do a sport. So I, I think that that is something that I wish that I had been forced to or pushed to do more of that. I think that things would have been different. I think that I would have felt better about myself had I not focused on, you know, things that were not helpful. Boys, you know, once I turned 14, 15, smoking pot, nothing that was good for me. So when I developed my eating disorder and it got really serious and I did go for help as if you'd listened to episodes one and two, I did share about that. And the therapist, along with the group, she had us talk about finding something that you can focus on more than you did the eating. And for me, I became a runner and I started off, 
you know, once around the block, which I've shared in the past and, and all of that. And, and it became so part of who I am and my confidence. It was another thing that I could do. And the discipline and the addiction to that, that commitment that I made to myself, it has really, it's changed my life. And I wanted to share that because some people don't exercise at all. Some people think, oh gosh, how do I even get started? And I did start with the once around the block for a week and then twice around the block for the second week. So that was really a lifesaver for me. And I grew to need the endorphins. It reduced my stress. It's good for sleeping. You get out your angst and you sleep better. I mean, studies have proven that exercise is good for all of those things. So I had that piece was, was the running. And then other times in my life when I was in college, it, you know, that was the big thing. Then after I graduated from college and I lived and worked in New York City before work in the morning, I made myself get up and I would run before the day and I would run, I would shower, and then I was able to face the work day, getting it out of the way. You know, I think the stress of having a job as a young girl out of college, getting to the office on time, doing all of that, I got rid of so much of my stress because I would release it by exercising. Some people go to exercise classes. That was my way. And I do believe, and I encourage all of my clients to exercise. If when they start with me, they're not exercising by the end of our engagement, I would say every one of the clients that I've worked with exercise is either part of their life when they met me, or certainly when we are done and our engagement and they have reached whatever goals they set out to reach with me, having nothing to do with weight and exercise. It could be relationships. The exercise is just a crucial part of life. And I, I push it on everybody. It became part of my life in college when I, you know, it helped me with my eating disorder. And then it was after college when I had my first job. And then even as a young mom, the sense of community, when my daughter was very young, I wanted to obviously get back in shape. So I started walking and then I started taking my daughter with me to a local gym. And there was a little baby sitting there. So I put her, you know, in that place and she, you know, she got to play with other little, you know, when she was like six months old, she got to, you know, smile and coo and do her little baby thing. So it was very good for her to be interactive and see other babies. But for me, I started doing classes and again, it was a sense of community and it was a sense of me working up a sweat and feeling good about myself. After my children were doing their thing, it was no longer about taking my daughter to the little nursery. My kids were in school. I joined uh, the JCC, this community center. And again, I met so many people from doing an exercise class. So it was me being active, but also that sense of community. You know, so many clients come to me because they're lonely. Even if you just go to a gym or you just take a walk, you say hello to someone, it gives you all of that. I, I can't, I can't push it enough. And it saved me after my so when my children, after my children were young, I got separated, divorced from my first husband. My children were two and five. And the last thing I wanted to do after going through a breakup, it was not my choice. My husband met and fell in love with and married another woman. You know, he did me a favor because it was not a great marriage, but I didn't think that I was going anywhere, but he ended up being the person that did. And it was brave in itself. I give him credit for that at the time. I certainly didn't feel that way. But I remember going back to the JCC, the Jewish Community Center, and feeling very depleted. It was humiliating. I felt like there were rumors in town about my situation. And I knew that I needed to get back to the gym. And I forced myself. And I walked in 
I felt as though people were looking at me, whispering, oh, that's the lady that her husband left her, blah, 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 all the whispering. And it was really hard to walk back in, but I knew that I needed, I needed the gym. I needed to get back to my class. Nothing was going to be better. I, I certainly wasn't going to be better off not exercising. So I figured I'm sad anyway. I'll take my sadness and I'm going to show up. It was extremely difficult. You know, I have a visceral reaction to it. Even when I think about it, it's a physical reaction that I have when I think about it. But I got through it and I was stronger for it. And then someone else got divorced and separated. And maybe I was a role model and some like, wow, look at that lady. Look what happened to her. And here she is on the mat doing that step class. And the music was good. And I remember feeling very driven to go back. And it, it helped me through a really, again, it helped me through a very, very, very difficult time. And that's always been something that I've made myself do. So I kept up with the exercise forever and forever. And then after Gary, my husband died again. Oh God, the last thing I wanted to do was exercise. I was so down. My kids stayed with me for days. I think it was about 10 days. And I just cried and got back in bed and I cried and I came out for meals and we laughed and cried. And, you know, my kids slept in my bed. It was a really, really hard time. And as I said, the last thing I want to do, I couldn't even imagine it, but I knew sooner or later I was going to get back to it. I wasn't going to lie in my bed forever. And I gave myself permission to get back in the bed if I needed to be sad, but I was going to show up. And I would say to friends, I'll come, I'll have dinner with you. You can come over. I can't promise you that I'm going to laugh. I can't promise you that I'm not going to be hysterically crying, but I will show up. And I took that to my exercise class as well. So 10 days after Gary died, I went back to my bar class and there was Chase who actually will be on as a guest next week. She was at fly bar. She was my teacher. She started a Zoom class and she's really pivoted to that. And she, she will be on next week. And she was amazing. But I showed up after 10 days and I cried my whole way through. No one knew. It was on Zoom, which was a wonderful thing. I didn't have to walk into a class and get emotional and feel like I had to run out of the class. I was in my home, tears flowing down my face, but I got through the first class. And I think I probably cried for the first six months back. Honestly, throughout the class, there'd be tears. A song would come on or I would glance over at a picture of Gary's framed picture of him in whatever room he's all over. So there, I would look and I, you know, I, it was really, really, really difficult, but I knew that nothing was going to get better if I did nothing. And I gave myself permission to be miserable. I did not give my, myself permission to do nothing about it. I did not give myself permission to stop exercising. I knew that movement and exercise was going to make me feel better. And I thought, all right, if I feel like shit because I'm sad, I don't need to feel yucky in my body. And at least that part will feel good. So I did that. And I did that for the first, still doing it. It's been three years. But after the first year, I decided that I needed to start having fun in my life. I was so super unhappy and I needed to start having fun. I really was not having any fun. And I decided that I was going to start pickleball. It was all the things that I'm talking about now. It was movement. It was community. It was playful. And the first day, again, I pulled up to the pickleball courts. I did not know a soul. I didn't even own a paddle. But somehow I managed. I think that it was because I was so tired of being so desperately unhappy. This is not a dress rehearsal. I really do believe that, yes, 
my husband died. We all, everyone goes through hard times often, but I'm here and I want to live and I want to have a good life and a happy life. So I do as many things as I can to make myself happy and have fun. And I, I was hearing about pickleball. This is about three years ago. This is two years ago. And I drove myself to the pickleball court. And I remember I was on the phone with my mother because I still need my mom, even though I'm 61. And I said, I'm not getting out of the car. I'm not doing this. Look at all those people. I see all these people there. I can't. And she said, yes, you can. And I knew that I could, but I just needed to vent a little bit. And I heart racing, so afraid. I got out of the car. I literally had been miserable five minutes before that. Got out of the car, said, Hi, I'm here for this. I've never, I was very real. I've never touched a paddle. I have no idea what I'm doing. I think I told every person on the court, My husband just died. And I'm very sad because I'm a sharer and that's what I do. And people were kind and compassionate. And I had my first little clinic and it was really, really fun. And I left the court way happier than when I walked onto the court. And then I became a pickleball lunatic. I had every client, I begged my client to do it. Every single friend, I was annoying. I was absolutely relentless. And now I will say that every one of my friends, as long as they don't have a knee problem, they are all playing pickleball. Everyone is really into it. I have clients, young and old, from I think my youngest client's 25, my oldest client is 67, and everyone in between. And I begged and pleaded because that's what I do. And they all tried it. They all believed me. So this exercise piece, it is all of those things. It's playful. It makes you feel strong. I played this morning. I feel like a 12-year-old to be on a court playing, moving my body, hitting the ball hard, not hitting it hard, whatever, screwing up, laughing. It just has brought me so many wonderful things. And I encourage everybody even if you've done nothing, even if you're super out of shape and you feel uncomfortable and you don't want to go to a gym, you're not ready yet, get on a Zoom. There are so many online classes that you can take in your pajamas. Don't turn your camera on in the beginning. No one has to see you if you don't want to, but privately for yourself, you will have something. I think it's important eventually that you turn the camera on when you're ready so that, that you can say hello to the teacher. The teacher can say hello to you. You know, I do believe that that community piece is terrific, but as a start, I believe in baby steps. Start with a class. Start with a walk around the block. Just get yourself out there. Get yourself moving. If you are miserable, if you're really sad, you're grieving, you're sad, you had a breakup, you lost your job, whatever is going on, I promise you that moving your body will make you feel better and you can be just as my other promise be miserable again, but do the exercise first. You know, no one's asking anyone to be happier than they can be. Just try hard to do something that will help yourself. And I think that exercise is one of those things, taking a walk around the block, it doesn't even cost a dollar. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. Next week, Chase Willman, you can just give a look for her on chasewillman.com. You'll find her. She's on Instagram. She's wonderful. And she's going to talk to us next week about how she motivates every day to get out there and, and motivate us with her happy, good spirit. So thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I will see you again next week. Bye-bye.
If you like what you're hearing and would like to work with me, you can reach out through DM or email at ellengschweitzer at gmail.com. Unlike many coaches, I don't have packages that I sell and people have to commit to three months of working with me. My feeling is people come session at a time. If you're finding value in our sessions and want to keep coming back, then you do. I help people with loneliness, developing healthy habits, self-esteem, and grief, or anything else that makes us human. Again, you can reach me through DM or at lngschweitzer at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to We Can Be Real. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would be so happy and appreciative if you would leave a review wherever you listen. Like and follow the show and share it with someone that you think would enjoy it too. To learn more about the podcast and about me, find me on Instagram at Ellen Schweitzer underscore life coach or my website, ellenschweitzer.com. See you next week.